feel his presence, and uh, I want to thank the Lord for what he's doing. Amen. And uh, how many knows he's working when you don't see him working? I believe that. And so we have to continue to trust him in the midst of everything that we go through. And I want to say uh, also thank you to Brother Jacob and Sister Carolyn and little Ashlyn and this church for the tremendous offering that you gave us. Amen. It was tremendous. And so it enabled us to be able to spend time with Benjamin during his treatment. And so I thank the Lord in this church for reaching out and um, thank the Lord that this church has reached out to us like a family. And I appreciate the support tonight with the shirts. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, I'd be quick to judge a preacher who got a T-shirt on up here behind the pulpit. <laughs> Amen. But uh, I'll forgive him on that one. No. <laughs> Amen. I appreciate Brother Jacob. And, and I appreciate what the Lord's doing in Victory Temple. If you don't think he's moving, you're not seeing the Lord. Because he's moving. Amen. And I appreciate a people that's hungry for the Lord to move. And I appreciate the goodness of the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. That's, that's good. That'll work. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we do appreciate everything that y'all are doing. And the prayers is being prayed and the support. And, and I can stand up here all day long. And, and even Brother Robert's been texting me. And I appreciate that. So God's good, isn't he? Amen. This has uh, been some hard days. Matter of fact, that I'd have to classify it as the hardest one. But God knows. Amen. He knows everything about it. And I appreciate Benjamin. He's, I don't know where he went to, but he's been strong. He's been stronger than I have. <laughs> Amen, and uh, I appreciate him and his faith, and he, he, he always tell me, say, Dad, it's not there, it's not there. <laughs> you know, I, we, in the mornings, we, the last five weeks, we, um, I'll take, we'll go to that radiation in the mornings, and I'll drop him off, and I'll sit in the car, because he's only in there about 30 minutes, and, and I'm watching people go into that place, and, and they, uh, you can see they're, they're weak, they're dragging. Sister Gwen, we pray for you every night. And you can just see what that treatment is doing to those people. And Benjamin, he just comes out like nothing. <laughs> Amen. So that's encouraging. Amen. The Lord knows. He knows. And so I appreciate him. And last, you know, I, I, Brother Clinton used to make a statement a lot of times when he was in his older age, when the Spirit got to moving, he said, a man $100 if he'd run for him. I took off running last year, Sunday morning, and it felt so good I did another lap. Now I know why he said I'll pay a man $100 to take a lap around the church. <laughs> I mean, what's the good it's going to do if you wore out and you... When you get through praising the Lord, you can't raise your hands and worship him. Amen. Uh, one la Lord said one lap's enough, son. <laughs> Amen. 
In my younger days, I'd run around the whole thing. I just run around this part now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, y'all laughing. <laughs> Some of you wish you could still run. <laughs> Amen. In the Lord good. Woo, hallelujah. Praise God. I appreciate And I want to throw in a plug for youth camp. If Brother Jacob don't mind me doing this. We just, if you, you don't have to be a youth to come to camp. We need all kind of help. We, we, we work in the kitchen. Well, I don't. I try to get in there. I'm usually with the kids, but. We need all the help we can get. As you say, you don't have, we don't have to put you in a dorm. You can stay in a motel. Of course, you have to pay for that. But uh, it, it would be, I'm telling you, it's, it's a week of heaven on earth. If you want to come, you older ones want to come, you ain't got to be there all day. But if you want to help, uh, we can use the help. You talk to Brother Jacob about that. And I hope you don't mind me saying that because we do need all the help. I'm praying for Brother Judy. Maybe he'll come this year to camp with us. Amen. We, I, we put him to work. Hallelujah. Amen. You, you get you get two or three hundred kids there, man. I, you you trying to keep up with three hundred kids? That's that gets a little rough there. But we we appreciate. And I I want to tell you, uh, I think we're going on our twenty third year, something like that. And uh, it's God has really blessed it. And I, I want to put a plug in there that that if you want to come, come, Amen. Let us know or let Brother Jacob know, and uh, we're gonna see what the Lord's gonna do this year as He tarries is coming, Amen. And I appreciate. Now, if you have your Bibles tonight, I want you to turn to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter number 6. I was reading, this is not what I'm going to preach on tonight, but Jesus told Peter, he said, he said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. As I was thinking about that verse just the other day, you know, many say that that rock is Peter. That's not true. Because if he was just speaking to Peter, he would only build his church during that generation. But that verse was speaking to this generation too. Think about it. Upon this rock, I will build my church. I don't know if you realize it or not, this is the only thing left. The institution of the church is the only thing that's left that's going to raise your children right. Uh-oh. If your child goes to a public school, and I'm not preaching against you for that, but I'm telling you, they're being taught something different. We don't expect them to teach them the Bible. We know that. But there's an agenda behind what's happening. And what you're seeing in our society today just didn't happen overnight. It's been going on for years. It's just now coming to fruition. Of, of our society, of what you're seeing today, it's being taught in our universities, in our public schools. Amen. But God's going to build a church in the midst of all of it. Isn't that wonderful? He's going to build the church no matter what. He said, I will build the church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Raise your hand and say, Lord, I'm glad I'm a part of the church tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the church. Hallelujah. The Lord Jesus Christ. 
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. 2 Samuel chapter 6 and verse number 16. I struggle on this. I mean, you'd have to be a preacher to understand what I'm talking about. Around Thursday, the Lord began to deal with me about this message. And matter of fact, I got up early this morning seeking the Lord and I tried to flip over to something else. Because it don't fit. It don't fit my situation. But I just feel this is what the Lord have us to say tonight. If you have it, say amen. Let's pray right now. Lord, we love you. We thank you, God, for your word. We thank you for your people, for this church. Lord, I ask you to anoint your servant tonight and on our hearts to receive what you'd have us to receive tonight, God. Lord, speak. Move in these altars next couple of moments. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 16 says, And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, we call, we'll call her Michelle, notice this, Saul's daughter. That's how the scripture references her. Look through a window and saw, now this is a Holy Ghost inspired word, isn't it? It didn't say she looked through the window and saw her husband. She saw King David. King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. And they brought in the ark of the Lord. And they set it in his place. Look at the pronoun there. For the woke generation, they'd put it. His place. His place. That's talking about the Lord. Now, in the midst of the tabernacle, David had pitched for it. And David offering burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And, and as soon as David had made an end of burnt offerings, offerings, burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. And he dealt among all the people, even among the whole multitude of Israel, as well as to the women. There were women there as men. To everyone, a cake of bread. I think that's probably pound cake. Hallelujah. Cake of bread. I never heard of a cake of bread. Now, I've been a few places where the biscuits were hard as a rock. Amen. I done lost my place now. And a good piece of flesh and a flagon of wine. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. Listen to this part. Then David returned to bless his household, and Michal, or Michelle, the daughter of Saul, there it is again, came out to meet David and said, how glorious, she didn't say, was my husband, the king of Israel today, who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaidens of his servants, and one of his vain, as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovereth himself. And David said unto Michelle, it was before the Lord. Oh, don't you like that? Which chose me before that thy father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the, over the people of the Lord. Not my people, the people of the Lord. 
over Israel. Therefore will I play before the Lord, and I will be yet more vile than thus, and I will, I will be base in my own sight, and of the maidservants which thou hast spoken of, of them shall I had, had be had. I be had in honor. Therefore, Michelle, the daughter of Saul, had no child until the day of her death. You can be seated. I, I, I want to preach for a few moments, and I haven't really preached much in the last six weeks because we've been dealing with Benjamin there. But if you notice, the Bible says in verse number 16, says, and as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal or Michelle, Saul's daughter, looked through a window. She looked through a window. That's what I want to preach about tonight. Get out of the window. Now, I preached this when I was pastoring, and it was a long series. <laughs> so you may preach on all the windows in the Bible tonight. No, he, Brother Kelly's already shouting. No, no, no. He, Benjamin, he don't like long-winded preachers either too much. <laughs> they, but I, I want to preach on that thought tonight, and how many of you ever been window shopping? <laughs> you go to the mall, you just, you know, this mall's about dead now, I guess. And every once in a while, I, I don't mind going to the mall, you know, and you can see some sights out there. You can see blue hair and green hair and hello? <laughs> Purple hair and no hair. I mean, I enjoy going out to the mall every now and then, and and I, but I'm not much on uh, window shopping, and but you know some folks are window watchers. I remember Sister Carolyn's dad. I don't know if it's at Stuttgart. Did y'all have a big plate glass there in the front of the house? That was it. I preached and preached a revival for him. I think it was, and he said he liked to sit in that chair, drink his coffee. Some mornings and look at the birds and the trees there. My wife's like that. She made me put up a squirrel place where you can feed the squirrels out the window there so you can watch the squirrels. And a bird bath and a, and a bird feeder and a hummingbird. And, and you know, we, she likes that. And, and I'm not really much on that. but And then some folks, they like to look out the windows because they're nosy. Hello? Amen. The house that we live in, and I'm going to get to preaching. You, you, you're laughing now, but you're not going to be laughing in a moment. Bro. But I, my, the house we're in right now is her aunt's, and when we moved into the house, she told us everything about every neighbor in that neighborhood. She knew everything about them. Well, because she looked out the window a lot. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. How many of y'all like the window watch? But I, I'm not really going to preach upon that tonight, but I, I want to preach this for a few moments. On a, and I got four different windows here that I want to preach about, but I don't even know if I'll get off the first one. <laughs> Amen. But the first window that I, I want to talk about tonight 
is the window of despisement. What are you talking about, preacher? You'll see what I'm talking about. The Bible says in the text there that I use as a text, says that as the ark of the Lord came to the city of David, Michal or Michelle, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord and she despised him in her heart. Think about that. She's looking through the window of despisement. I don't know how she was, what type of window it was. But as King David was coming down that road there, the Bible says he was dancing and he was leaping and he was praising the Lord. And there she was looking, peering through that window, despising David. Now, I'm wondering, why are you preaching that tonight, preacher? I thought Brother Jacob was going to preach a part of it this morning. I don't know if you, if you notice the, the, the direction that the service is going. Amen. As God is wanting us to worship him. Amen. But you see what, what's going on in this text here. We find that David is bringing the ark of the Lord back to its place. And if you read any about anything about that scripture there, if you read that chapter, didn't, didn't have time to read that whole chapter. But David is bringing the ark of the Lord. He's bringing it up the right way. Because if you read in the previous part of that chapter there, some of you may know the story that when David decided to bring the ark of the covenant up to the city of David, he brought it up the wrong way. Amen. How did he do that? The Bible says that he put that Ark of the Covenant upon a new cart. Amen. And, and you know, they had good intentions, Sister Shannon. Uh, David had good intentions on bringing that ark uh, up the road there, putting it in a place where it belonged. He pitched a tent for it. Uh, and David and the people of God uh, had, had good intentions on bringing that ark up the road. Amen. But the Bible says when they got to a place uh, called Nacon's Threshing Hold, uh, that the ox that that ark was sitting up on, not, uh, that was sitting up on, uh, that some, maybe they hit a bump or something. And all of a sudden, that ark began to shake up on top of those oxen. And the Bible says that Uzzah, who was leading that ark, who was leading the road there, amen, he put his hand forth. And all of a sudden, the Bible says that God was displeased with him. Amen. You read it's in there. And guess what the Lord did? The Lord was displeased with the error of Uzzah, of what he'd done. He stuck his hand to the holy thing that God said, do not touch the holy thing. God struck him dead I said God struck him dead right there on the spot oh he's a God of love isn't he he's a God of mercy isn't he I believe he is the God of mercy being revealed that day he didn't kill all of them but Jesus laying there dead 
David is upset at what happened, but what had happened was he brought the ark. Amen. He brought it the wrong way. He did not obey the, the, the word of the law that God had required for them to do. You see, if you read, you know, I thought about that many times. You see, David had a lot of spirit, but he had no truth. I said he had a lot of spirit, but he had no truth. Jesus said if we worship him we've got to worship him in spirit and truth hallelujah how many know there is a right way and there is a wrong way God's not moved by sincerity he's moved by what his word says so David is bringing up the ark of the Lord the right way. Now, I, I won't get in that whole story there, and I could preach a while. Amen. But as he's bringing that ark up, the Bible says that he's dancing, and he's leaping before the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. He's dancing and leaping. I want to let you know, church, that we have Bible for what we do. Somebody say, well, you ain't got to act like that. Well, I don't, I don't see where the Bible says you got to act like you act too. Sit there like a bump on a pickle. Now, I know you're not going to act like me. You're not going to act like Brother Jacob when that hand gets back here. <laughs> He's gone. Or you're not going to act like Sister T, like a Comanche Indian. And if some of you did, I'd be right behind you if you did it. Brother, you, you take off running. I'm coming behind you, brother. Come on. But you see, the Bible says that David, as he brought the ark up, he come up the road. He was dancing, and the Bible says the king of David, the uh, king David. Hallelujah! If you know, you know, I like to read the, the details of the word of what the scripture is saying, inspired by the Holy Ghost. It said, King David. It said, King David. Hallelujah! He come dancing and leaping. Oh, hallelujah! I don't know if he's a feeling goosebumps, but he's excited about the presence of God, getting the ark, putting it back in the place where it belongs. Hallelujah! I don't know about you, but I like when the Lord is moving. I like to feel the Holy Ghost. I like to see when God's moving among his people. When God's moving, it'll be manifested. You got somebody, I'll tell you, some folks are dead, man. I, I believe God's wanting to get some of you to worship some more. I told my wife today going home, I said, God's been moving here. I said, victory's been overdue for that. Hello? Ah, oh, you just, I must have grew up in the wrong generation. No, I didn't either. I grew up where the power of God was moving. I wasn't born yesterday. I didn't come in this thing yesterday. I'm not trying to bring you back in the past. I'm just telling you, when the ark come up the road, the Bible says that David, he was leaping. He was, if you look up in the Hebrew, that means he was twirling around. Amen. God, well, he was excited, church. I'm not trying to conjure up something in the flesh here today, but I'm just telling you, amen, what we do, we've got Bible for it. And there are folks out there, they can't stand to see what's going on. I talked to somebody yesterday in the conversation. He said, hey, I heard God's moving at victory. I said, how you know? 
He said, I've seen him the live stream. I said, he's moving, hallelujah. And I'm excited about it. I wish I was younger and had more wind. I ain't been preaching much. I done been at the back door by now. I remember, now I done get off my notes now. I can tell him Brother Jake gets off his notes. <laughs> I remember working the camera right here in this middle aisle. Many, many years ago. Y'all live streaming this, Brother Casey? Oh, Lord, I get in trouble all the time. But I remember working that camera. I'm right here in that middle. I don't remember who's over there. Old Brother Bruce McClendon was working. He was director back there. Hey man, he's back there and you, you want to hear some stories, but I can tell you some stories with those earphones on. Hey man, that man get to hollering that microphone back there. Ah, you messed up. Put it on the choir. <laughs> Steve Kemp back there. I'm telling you, they're screaming. And we're, I mean, I don't know, we'll be laughing in church. Everybody's going, and we're laughing. But I, I thought about this, Sister Faye. I, I remember working that camera one day, and the Holy Ghost got to moving in this service. This place was packed. I mean, you could feel it. Hey, man, the cameraman had bumps on him. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Clinton had come to, now I don't know why I'm saying this. He come to the end of that platform. He took his finger at me. He said he pointed at it. He wanted me, somebody took off running around the church. He wanted me to get that camera and chase him around the church. Hallelujah. I mean, oh, I, I tried to keep up with him. Oh, Hal Miller, I couldn't keep up with him. He's a track star. Hey, man. But oh, somebody give a message in tongues. He'd point his finger, put the camera on them. And I never understood it until I started pastoring. You know what he wanted? He wanted the world to know this is a Pentecostal church. This is a Pentecostal church. I come to worship him in spirit and in truth. My God, church, we can't give up on that. We are a Pentecostal church. My God, hallelujah. That ought to excite you tonight. Let the devil, let him know that we are a Pentecostal church. Yes, sir. I remember, I don't get all my notes now. You know, I didn't get saved when I was 16. Some of y'all know that. And I come here as a young boy. And my, my mama used to preach to my friends all the time. I'd bring them over, mom. Why you got to tell them about Jesus? That's her life. Yeah. Wasn't that your life? Mm -hmm. You see, Benjamin's got a mama like that now. <laughs> but his friends, they love Jesus. So. But I, I brought one of my Catholic buddies over. My mama started preaching to him. I mean, embarrassing the fire out of me. <laughs> you think I'm joking? Some of you know Sister Margaret. She didn't, she didn't meet a stranger, <laughs> but she, she got, and then it's on a Saturday, she invited him to church. I'm going, he's Catholic, he's Catholic. He's never been to a pen. He said, yes, ma'am, I'll go. I said, oh, I didn't get no sleep that Saturday night because <laughs> I had to go to church. <laughs> 
But I'd always sit back there before I saved. Hey man, I brought him to church that you know what? It was on a Sunday morning many, many years ago. Oh, Nancy Harmon. Some of y'all remember her? Nancy Harmon was, was singing her little group there on that Sunday. Hey man, and she that gave the platform to her. She started playing and singing. It wasn't long. The Holy Ghost got to moving. I said, Oh, I'm ruined now. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna go back and tell all my I'm not saved. He's gonna go tell all my friends that old Benny Torbert's church is crazy. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost got to move. They were shouting. They were running. They were singing. A message in tongues come forth. I said, I'm done. An interpretation come forth. And exactly what he was thinking, God spoke to him. (laughs) I don't know why I'm saying this. Exactly what he was thinking in his mind. The interpretation come forth. He, he, you see, he was, we were in the blues. Oh, hallelujah. He thought he's hearing blues up there. And God exactly spoke to him and said, this is not blues. I'm telling you, God said, this is not blues. This is worship unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And oh, hallelujah. We walked outside. I thought to myself, I'm ruined now. He walked out. He said, man, he said, that's the coolest church I ever been in my life but I said all that to say this don't worry about the spirit knows what he's doing church I said the spirit of God knows what he's doing you know I pastor three churches you go back there you're meeting folks and I'm, I got to preach that morning I never, I never seen you before brother I have, I'm just joking well, I go to such and such church. I said, oh, Lord, he ain't going to like me. And the message I got, he's not going to like it. He's not going to like me. Amen. But I'm telling you, I got to a point, you got to let the Spirit have his way, church. Let the Holy Ghost have his way. Amen. We're not ashamed of it. I'm telling you, there's a lot of preaching. I told you I wouldn't get off the first window tonight. But here's David coming up that road. He's dancing and leaping before the Lord. And his wife is peering through the window. She's despising him in her heart. I wrote this thought down up there. Why wasn't she in the procession? Why wasn't she there? Amen. The Bible said there were other women there. But how come mama wasn't there? She wasn't a mama yet and not going to be one. But how come his wife is not there with him? Amen. Bringing up the ark of the Lord. How she stayed back home. Maybe she said, I got to stay and mop the floor. I got to stay home and do this. But oh, hallelujah. You know why she wasn't there? She had no desire for the presence of God. She had no desire for it. That's why the Bible says that oh, she was Saul's daughter. Let me, let me show you, church. She was Saul's daughter. Hallelujah. She saw David leaping. She didn't say my husband. She said the king. Why, 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 why did she do this? Why wasn't she there with the procession? Amen. You know, listen. Because she was of the lineage of Saul. The scripture refers to her as Saul's daughter. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles 13 and 3 says, David said, let us bring the ark of God to us. 
For we inquired not at it in the days of Saul. Hallelujah. David said that we did not seek after that ark, putting it in its right place during the days that Saul was king of Israel. Amen. And Saul was the daddy of Michelle. You know what he was doing? He was breeding a home that had not the presence of God in it. He was breeding a house that had no desire for the presence of God. That piece of furniture didn't mean anything to Michelle. Oh, hallelujah. But it meant everything to David. Oh, that's the most exciting time of his life. He can pitch a tent. He can put the Ark of the Covenant right in the midst of that tabernacle and say the Lord is put in his place. He was excited, church, that the Ark was put back in his place. I'm going to tell you, God's putting the ark back in his place here at Victory Temple. Hello? Woo! Not because Brother Jacob's here, well, that's part of it. But he has a desire for that. If he had no desire, I wouldn't probably be here, but he has a desire. We have a, I have a desire. You have a desire to put that ark in his place. The Bible says when David brought the ark up, he set it in his place. His place. That's what you see. Hey Amen. I know we come to church. We love to see one another. It's exciting, refreshing. Oh, fellowship. But we come to worship him, church. Hallelujah. We've come that presence of God. It's been abiding among us. Oh, it ought to excite you. What the, these children down here was down here seeking the Lord. Oh, how thrilled it thrill my soul to see these babies seeking God. I'm telling you, church, that ought to excite you. My God, we got to raise up a generation that desires the presence. Michelle did not desire the presence of God. She didn't desire it. That's why she stayed home. Hello? The Bible says David's going to bless his household. I wish I can dance like him, but I can't. I used to have a little jug in me, but I don't now. I got a gut on me, Sister Sandy, but not a jig. <laughs> It might jig a little. <laughs> Quit laughing, said T. She had no desire. And he gets home. Look at the scripture. The Bible says she met him at the, she met him. She didn't wait till he get in the house, till he got in the house. She met him at the door or outside the door. Oh, Lord, help me. I ain't preaching a long time. She's out there in the door. I've seen wives like that. Yeah. I've seen husbands like that. Hello? Hey, man. Now, if he got his hands on his hips, I'm worrying about him. Woo, I'm getting in trouble tonight. He ain't going to ask me to preach anymore. But she met him at the door. Oh, she said, did not the king make a fool out of himself? In so many words, she met him outside the door. Oh, hallelujah. You see, she had no desire for the presence of God, church. In her younger years, they had no desire for it. All Saul worried about was his own kingdom, was his own desires. And while he was seeking his own desires, he was losing his children. I'm telling you, I want my child in the presence of God. I want these young people in the presence of God. I want the elderly in the presence of God. We just 
desire it, church. I said, we are a church that desires the presence of God. Let Michelle say what she wants. Oh, hallelujah. Let us be like David. I'm going to serve the Lord anyhow. But she's in that window of despisement. She only liked David for his natural accomplishments. Uh Uh-oh. She only loved David for his natural accomplishments. He can buy me a Z71. He can buy me a Cadillac. That's what I want him for. Ooh, I'm a preacher now. That's all she did. You see, there was a time that she would help him escape out of the window. You see, I wonder why she thought all this about David. You remember the time she helped David escape from her daddy? The Bible says she put an image in his place. She was an idol worshiper. She was an idol worshiper. You look up that word, it was an idol. Amen. She had that in David's house. That's why she had no desire. Why, Dave, why Saul is not seeking the presence of God. He's not, I don't, have, I don't have all night to preach on this. Why Saul is not seeking the, God's presence. Amen. He's got children coming up in his house. Even though Jonathan did not follow that way. But oh, Michelle did. Why? Because there was no desire. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, church. She in the window of despisement. She just despised David. She only liked him in his kingly robe. Amen. She got upset when he took off that kingly robe and he put on the lean and he fought. That's the priestly robe. He got off that kingly robe. He said, I'm going to be light before the Lord. I'm going to be able to praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. But she despised. She only worshiped David or loved David for his kingship. Not for who he really was. He was a man after God's own heart. She didn't care for that. So she looked through the window of despisement. Folks, I'm going to tell you, folks, despise what you're doing. You may have a loved one in your home that despises you. Amen. It, it may not be about the presence of God or worship tonight. Uh, that you may have despisement in your heart. Uh, you may be looking through that window of despisement. Uh, but God is saying, uh, you got to get out of that. Uh, I said, you got to get out of that window. Uh, hallelujah. David didn't bother him. Uh, amen. Uh, he said, I'm going to serve the Lord. Uh, he said, I wasn't dancing before you. Uh, I was dancing and leaping and praising uh, before the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm not doing it before you, oh Michelle. Uh, I'm doing it before God now uh, you know I thought about me if I come home one day and said Teeth sitting on her she wouldn't do that but then my wife was meeting me at the door and begin to just jump all over me because I enjoyed the presence of God you made a fool out of yourself three points and I'm closing Number one, even though she's in that window of despisement, David did not let anything hinder his worship. Number one, he let position hinder his worship. He took off the kingly robe and put on that priestly robe. He did not let his position hinder his worship. Well, I'm the president of the bank. I said he didn't let his position hinder his worship. But well, I, 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 
I got this position. I've got, no, I'm the pastor of the church. He did not let his position, amen, he took off that kingly robe. He said, Lord, I don't, I, you giving me this position. You bless me as be the, become the king of Israel. Oh, hallelujah. He said, but I'll lay that kingship down that I may worship you. It's not my position. Oh, listen, saints. Hey, I've said he didn't let his position, any position, hinder him from worshiping God. David also did not let people hinder his worship to God. I'm telling you, he didn't let people hinder him. Even his own wife. He, lay, he, he realized his priorities were God, was God. Listen, church, if you're in that window tonight like Michelle, you're going to have to get out of it. How glorious was the king today. Amen. You see, he was ordained by God by divine providence. You see, listen, she was not afraid to touch God's anointing. Even though that was her husband, that was God's man. You hear me? She learned that from her daddy. You see, that was God's man. That was God's anointing upon his life. But she was willing to reach out and touch that. Amen. You see, she had no desire for the ark of God. Uh, you know, I believe this new generation has no desire for the presence of God. Amen. I'm not talking about just in this church, but the church as a whole. But, oh, God, help us. Amen. David did not let anything hinder him. He's going to worship him in spirit and in truth. He's excited, church. Amen. The ark is being put back in his place. Come to Piazza's tea. It was by divine providence he was in that position. And you know what God did? He cursed Michelle. God said you're not going to have a child because of what she done. She had no regards for the presence of God and for God's will. All that whole story deals with God's will. God's perfect will. She had no desire for that. Amen. What an awful judgment she had to pay for. With despisement in her heart. Listen, if you have despisement in your heart tonight, you got to get out of that window. Amen. You say, preacher, that, that, that's not for us tonight. I, I, wish, I wish I could have preached something else. But there she is peering. Amen. Listen. I remember despisement can kill you, church. And the youth camp, Brother Jacob, has been advertising or announcing. Since COVID, we used to have two retreats a year and then camp. And I remember several years back, we was in a retreat. And I was visiting with a pastor in that retreat and we sat down at the table and was talking. He said, Brother Torbert, he said, he said, man, all hell broke loose at my church before I left for this retreat. I said, what are you talking about? He said, I had a young lady wanting to come to retreat. He said, but I gave out the rules on a sheet of paper, and her mama come to me. Her mama came to me and chewed me out. Because of the rules on that camp or that retreat. I said, what'd you do? He said, well, much I could say. She looked at him and said, my daughter is not going to that retreat. 
because of these rules. He said she walked out of that meeting that day, despisement in her heart toward me. He said it grieved me as I drove off and took my young people to that retreat. It grieved me. He said we got to that retreat, got to, God got to moving. Went back home. About three months later, that young lady that that mama fought for not to go to that retreat ended up expecting out of wedlock and strung out on drugs. That mama's in church today, but that daughter's not. Amen. As she lived with despisement in her heart for a while, she had to come to that preacher and apologize. Amen. You see, I could tell you story after story if you live with despisement in your heart. Amen. Michelle despised him. I'm going to tell you, there's folks out there despise Victory Temple. They love for the doors to shut. I have no desire for no door of church to shut. I want to see souls saved, folks. You hear me? I want to see souls saved. Unless they're preaching false, it wouldn't bother me if they shut the doors. But despisement. Amen. You see the other windows? I'll just mention real brief. The window of destruction was Jezebel. The window of distraction was Eutychus. But that last window was a window of deliverance. The Bible says they let Paul out of a window in a basket. See, there is an opportunity of deliverance for us. There's deliverance for you, Michelle. There's hope for you, sister. There's hope for you, brother. That's deliver. What did Rahab do? She stuck that scarlet thread outside of the window. That's deliverance. Hallelujah. It don't matter what window you may be in one tonight. I don't know. You may not be. But I'll tell you, God has made a window of escape for us. No matter what you're dealing with. No matter what you're faced with. Hallelujah. God, help us. Amen. To experience the deliverance of God. I wish I had time to preach all of them, but I don't. I knew I'd stay on that one part because I'd studied it a little bit. Despisement. This morning, the interpretation or the prophet, the tongues came forth. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, I can count on one hand how many times I've interpreted a message in tongues. I struggle with it. But during this last couple of days, I've been studying about this worship. 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 There's a right way and there's a wrong way. What you're experiencing is the right way. God's wanting to move in the midst of us, church. Some of you may be sitting here despising folks because of the past. And so you're having a hard time getting in. You got to break that. You got to get out of that window of deliverance. Brother Goodwin called me about three weeks ago. Asked me if I'd go preach for him. I told him no. I said, no, man, I can't. I'm empty. I'm empty. 
I said, look, look, just let me let you know in about two hours. <laughs> oh, God. I'll let you know in about two hours. It's the hardest thing I've been through in my life, what I'm going through right now. But I still got to obey the Lord. Still got to obey the Lord. It's not easy. Some of you know what I'm talking about. I can tell you a million demons have run, spoke to me in the past six weeks. Thousands of demons screaming at you. Hallelujah. I can see somebody on the road. I say, Lord, why you, why you ain't putting that on somebody like that? We're serving you, God. No, God don't operate that way. That's God's mercy right there. I'm sitting there in that pew one day and I'm saying, Lord, what could be worse than my son got brain cancer? And the Lord spoke to me. He said he can have brain cancer and on his way to hell right now. <laughs> he said that would be worse. I said, thank you, Jesus. You see, the devil, he tried to get that despisement up in me. Not get somebody. God help me to get out of that window so I can worship you. Michelle didn't know what she was missing out on, Brother Bobby. Hey, man, David's enjoying the presence of God, leaping and dancing. Oh, hallelujah. But all oh, his wife is sitting there not enjoying the presence of God. Oh, hallelujah. I like we have a good old Holy Ghost service. And old Brother T's having a time. And old Sister T shout like a Comanche Indian. Oh, I'm looking for the day when Benjamin starts running. I'm going to be right behind him. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, church, I desire the presence of God. Lord, help me tonight. Let me get out of that window come on to God won't you to worship him Amen. I'm not trying to be at standing your feet now how many agree with me tonight God's been moving God's been moving they're going to have folks come and they're going to sit and they're going to watch but you need to obey the Lord. The Bible says, do as the occasion serves you. Can you imagine if 100% obey the Lord in a service, what would happen in this place? God's done told some of you to do some things and you ain't done it yet. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm not saying not to act like me. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm telling you, God has been speaking to some folks. Hey, man, I don't know what you're holding back from. Hey, man, oh, I know there's been those that, well, I wish I could shout like old brother Jacob. Oh, we're not trying to mimic anybody here tonight. I just wish I can get blessed like sister so-and-so. You can, church. Oh, I'm not saying acting like we act, but let the presence of God fill your soul. Hallelujah. I wouldn't trade it for nothing. I said I wouldn't trade it for nothing. My, we got some folks here that knows about old time Pentecost. Hello? Oh, I see a bunch of them here. Hey Amen. Charles Turnage. Hallelujah. Sister Rich. 
Brother Hemphill, I see him sitting back there sometimes. I remember his mama was a shouter, brother. Oh, hallelujah. Everybody else be dead, but she'd have a worship in her. Oh, I'm telling you, she wouldn't move. She'd shout across that pew. Oh, hallelujah. Them little redhead bun on top of her, she'd be shouting around that pew. Nobody else have a praise but Sister Hemphill. I'm not trying to pump something up, but God's trying to move in the midst of Victory Temple Church. He just wants you to obey him. Obey. Oh, I can tell I ain't got much wind. I got too much taco. <laughs> Hallelujah. Benjamin better not say nothing about Mexican food this week. I've got to preach the next couple of weeks, so Lord help us. But listen, which window are you in tonight? What's hindering you from really breaking through and reaching out and touching God? Do you desire His presence? Do you desire to be in his presence? Hallelujah. <laughs> that song they sing tonight, he's been so good to me all my life. Man, tears running down my face. God's been so good to me. He deserves my praise. Even in the midst of my darkest trial of my life, he deserves my praise. You desire to be in his presence tonight. I want you to step out of that pew right now and come and stand in this altar. Come on, church. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. Do you desire his presence tonight? When you come to the altar, say, Lord, I desire your presence. I desire your presence. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Come on, church. We desire his presence in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we're not going to be like Michelle tonight. We're not going to despise the presence of God. We're going to desire the ark of the covenant. God, he's moving in the midst of us, church. I said he's moving in the midst of us. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Glory be to God. Come on. I desire his presence. I desire his presence. Victory Temple, you're overdue. I said you're overdue tonight. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Your grandchildren need to be in it. Your young people need to be in that presence. Oh, hallelujah, God. Sit it down on us. Pour it out upon us, God. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, this is a good place to be filled tonight. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 